Hi, I'm Tracy Price, your Lord Mayor candidate. As your Lord Mayor, I will focus on ways to reduce the cost of living, provide more affordable housing and improve our public transport system. I will be standing up for the suburbs. We can make a difference. Send the LNP Council a message and let's get it right for Brisbane. Tracy Price is right for Brisbane. Vote one Tracy Price for Lord Mayor. Authorised by Kate Flanders, Level 1, 16 Peel Street, South Brisbane. The following podcast contains content that some listeners may find distressing. Parental guidance is recommended for children. Welcome to The Missing. My name is Manny Karoudis, and in this episode, we will explore missing persons cases in the hope that we can solve the mystery of their disappearance and reunite them with their loved ones. Every year, more than 38,000 missing persons reports are made to police. That's one every 15 minutes. It's a shocking statistic, and while most people are found quickly, for those who do not return, the impact on family and friends is devastating. I'm sorry, and I love you so much. Please come up. Missing can affect anyone, irrespective of age, gender, race, or social standing. There is no discrimination when someone vanishes, just lots of unanswered questions and the fear they will never be found. The unknowing is the worst, and families of missing people describe it as a nightmare you never wake up from. It's a feeling of loss and hopelessness that goes on and on. No matter how many years go by, it makes no difference. A dark cloud hovers over you, and a dreaded feeling of mourning fills every second of every day. It's an emotional form of torture, and it never gets easy, because families never stop searching for missing loved ones. There are more than 2,600 long-term missing people in Australia. A long-term missing person is someone who has been missing for more than 90 days. In 2008, the Australian Institute of Criminology released a paper that found up to 12 people are directly affected when someone goes missing. If you multiply that number by the number of long-term missing people, it comes to over 31,000 people who have been impacted by someone who has vanished without a trace. For the families of the missing, there's not only the heartache of never seeing their loved one again, but they suffer the anguish of never knowing what happened to them. And if Jamie, if you're out there, plead for you, mate, to please just tell somebody, we love you very much and we miss you heaps and we just want to find you, mate. When someone goes missing, the loss can have a profound effect on the families left behind, but their experiences are relatively little understood. I've covered hundreds of missing persons cases, and while I've seen firsthand the pain and devastation it causes families and friends, it would be presumptuous of me to even think I could remotely understand their suffering. I can't, and I hope I never can, because the emotional toll can be destructive, and for many people, it's something you never get over. Stop what you're doing for a minute and close your eyes. Now imagine someone close and dear to you, someone you love with all your heart and soul. Think of how much they mean to you and how much a part of your life they have become. It may be your partner, your child or your best friend. Picture their smiling face. Imagine their touch and hear their laughter. <laughs> 
Now imagine they don't exist anymore. Imagine they have disappeared, and no one knows why. Now imagine you will never see them again, or find out what happened to them. How would this unresolved grief impact your life? Many. The day I was called in by my assistant commissioner and told that I was、um, going to create the new missing persons registry、um, was a bit of a shock for me. Although I'd spent years、um, within our homicide investigating homicides, I wasn't an expert in missing persons investigations. That was on a Friday afternoon, and coincidentally, on the Saturday, our family and friends of missing persons unit. Um, within the Attorney General's Department, were holding an event for the families of our long-term missing people. I went to that event on the Saturday in a very unofficial capacity, just to see what was involved in this new world that I was being thrust into. And I sat there that day, listening to the families of our long-term missing. And to be brutally honest, they were horrifying. It is something that I hadn't turned my mind to previously, but to hear the stories and to hear the impact it has on families when they lose someone was was devastating. That was Glenn Brown, the head of the New South Wales Police Missing Persons Registry, from an interview I did with him recently for another episode of this podcast. As you heard, Glenn, a veteran homicide detective, was horrified by the stories he was told from families of missing people. While police spend enormous amounts of time and resources on trying to find missing people, what becomes of those left behind, and how does the disappearance of a loved one impact their lives? In this episode, I'm going to explore this issue in more depth, so that we can all better understand what these families go through. Daniel Walkham was abducted and murdered on the seventh of December, two thousand three. I'm Bruce Walkham, Daniel's father. For eight years, he was listed as a missing person. It is really important that a family receives closure. They need the answers. They need to know where their loved one is. Perhaps no family's pain has been more publicly chronicled than that of Bruce Morkham, his wife Denise, and their sons Dean and Daniel's twin Bradley. The case of 13-year-old schoolboy Daniel touched the nation's soul and became one of the most high-profile missing persons cases in Australia. Leading to the largest investigation in Queensland police history, for eight years the Morkham family lived in limbo, not knowing what happened to Daniel, until finally in August 2011, a police undercover sting led to the arrest of pedophile Brett Peter Cohen for Daniel's murder. Shortly after Cohen's arrest, police recovered some of Daniel's remains, giving the Morkham family some kind of conclusion. They would never see their son or brother again. But they at least had some answers. I first interviewed the Morkham family just weeks after Daniel was abducted in 2003. In 2009, I spoke to the family again for the Missing Persons TV show. Daniel was still a missing person at that time. The second interview had a profound effect on me. I'd reported on dozens of other missing kids cases over the years, but this time it was different. Perhaps it was because in the past. I'd been single and had no children, and while I was upset by the stories, I don't think it had a deep impact on me. But by 2009, I was a dad with young children of my own, so a missing child case really hit home. The Morkham family was incredibly open and honest during the interviews, giving me a glimpse into the torrid ups and downs of a family emotionally injured 
after the disappearance of a loved one. The emotional turmoil experienced by the Morgan family is synonymous with families of missing people all over the world. It's a burden they all carry, and I think everyone needs to hear it. We need to do more to help find missing people, and the first step towards that is to try and better understand the plight of the people left behind. We quickly realised that the only way to improve worse to better is to, uh, is to hold the family unit together as best you can. And uh, over the journey, there's been um, a few laughs and, and some good times, and as I say, creating some new history, just the four of us. Um, but as Denise says, we're always missing one, and, um, and we do our best to, to cope in those circumstances. The term living in limbo is often used to describe how families can't move on while a loved one is missing. They often fluctuate between hope and hopelessness. Experts describe it as ambiguous loss, where there is no resolution or closure to enable a person to move on, and it remains unclear what has happened to the missing person. From the outset of Daniel's disappearance, Bruce was convinced that his son was dead, but Denise held on to hope that she would see her boy again. I do hold hope. I mean, my head tells me that Daniel's dead, but my heart tells me that there is hope that he may still be out there. At the moment, I think we're sort of just in limbo. We don't know whether he's dead or whether he's alive. We hear uh, reports of overseas children that have been found after four, five, six years. And that's what we just keep our hope up for. But until we've actually got that answer, until I can physically see until the police can physically tell me they've found Daniel's remains, I don't think I can really believe that he is dead. Differing views or thinking within a family as to whether the missing person is alive or dead can be an additional cause of distress and conflict and put immense pressure on relationships. Ask yourself which is worse, to know conclusively that a loved one has been killed or to not know what happened, just that someone is missing. It's important to have hope. It's a natural default in something like this. But holding on to hope long-term can be physically, mentally and emotionally exhausting for everyone involved. Families need to make sense of the loss by doing something, whether it is a ceremony, a ritual, or connecting with other families of missing people. Bruce and Denise built a plaque at the bus stop where Daniel was last seen. Well, I probably drive past here every day or every second day. I only occasionally stop and clean Daniel's uh, plaque and pick up some old flowers and so forth, letters and parcels. But it, it's not where Daniel is, it's not buried here. Hi, I'm Tracy Price, your Lord Mayor candidate. As your Lord Mayor, I will focus on ways to reduce the cost of living, provide more affordable housing and improve our public transport system. I will be standing up for the suburbs. We can make a difference. Send the LNP Council a message and let's get it right for Brisbane. Tracy Price is right for Brisbane. Vote one Tracy Price for Lord Mayor. Authorised by Kay Flanders, Level 1, 16 Peel Street, South Brisbane. 
The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts. To me, it's just the last spot that we know he was. Daniel's older brother, Dean, coped with his brother's loss by getting tattoos. He's dedicated one whole arm to his little brother. The left arm's for him. Never forgotten, goodbye. And, yeah, it's like a cross with three candles. Two's lit, one's out, because on the, I think it was on your birthday, first birthday, after, after it happened, there was three candles and one of them kept going out. For Daniel's twin Bradley, the pain runs much deeper. He'd never spoken publicly about his feelings until I interviewed him. Oh, it's affected me a lot. Just, see, because Dean's moved out, and so it's almost as if I'm a single child now. Yeah. When a loved one goes missing, those left behind relive the traumatic day they disappeared over and over. Well, here we are. It's 10 past 2, it's a Sunday, you can see how busy the road is. This is the last spot Danny was seen alive. Daniel came down here about half past 1 on Sunday the 7th of December. He was waiting to catch a bus to go down. He wanted to get a haircut and some Christmas presents. About a kilometre down the road, the bus was broken down, but Daniel couldn't see that that bus was broken down. So he'd been waiting here for about 40 minutes. At 10 past two, a replacement bus came past, drove past Daniel and didn't stop. About three minutes later, another bus came past and Daniel had disappeared. He wasn't here at the bus stop. They were three lost minutes that devastated a family, etched forever in their memories and replayed again and again. I remember the boys got up and had breakfast and I I remember putting the clothes out on the line even and, and Daniel said to me, I think his last words were, do you know what? Dad bought you from a magazine that he'd bought the week before. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I remember him walking down the path to go to work and, and that was it. Whatever the circumstances surrounding someone going missing, because of the uncertainty involved, it is a most devastating kind of loss. In some ways, even worse than a death. That's because you have no idea what's really happened to your loved one, whether they are alive or dead, suffering or at peace. When someone dies... You have the cultural norms of a funeral and a place you can go and visit that person. With a missing person, you don't have that. Bruce remembers a million different scenarios and outcomes about Daniel flooding his mind and feeling intense despair. The worst things that I live with is, and it's to do with the not knowing, and unfortunately in Daniel's disappearance, um, his his case is often linked with pedophile activity. And, um, and you just wonder um, what the hours and the days uh, brought for him. Recurring negative thoughts force themselves into the front of your mind and just stay there. I can't begin to comprehend the mountain of grief this loving father felt. The incessant dwelling on wondering what happened to his son. The intense feelings of helplessness fear, anger, frustration and guilt that flood you when a loved one goes missing. 
It's the most wretched kind of sadness, and it never goes away or gets easier. I don't know how the Morecambe family lived with uncertainty for almost eight years. It's a long time and can seem like an eternity. But there are other families who spend a lifetime waiting for answers they never get. Missing persons cases don't have an expiry date, so the suffering can last forever. Hello. Hello. Daniel is always with them, in their heart and soul. Luckily, they have treasured memories caught on film in home movies where a young Daniel with a beaming smile roars with laughter as he celebrates his birthday with his twin brother Bradley. They are reminders of happy times when they were all together and the family was whole. You hold on to those precious moments and anything physical that connects you to the missing person. Bedrooms remain untouched, clothes still in the wardrobe, toys stacked neatly in a corner. I have met families who have never sold the family house, just in case their missing loved one one day returns home. You can't give up on the search, and you can't let go. It took Bruce and Denise four years after Daniel vanished to muster the strength to pack up Daniel's belongings. But even then, they couldn't bear to part with them. Everything, including Daniel's clothes, that he would have grown out of, were put away in storage. Daniel had a horse named Bullet, and he has remained in the family as another reminder of the missing boy. There's certain things that you just can't leave behind. It's as though Danny's part of those, and one of those is, of course, his horse. It was probably his prized possession. It was something that comforted him when you roused on him. You know, you'd sort of wonder where he's uh, gone off to, and, and he'd be down talking to his horse. So he always talks to you. He sort of grunts and neighs, and, and uh, it's as though Danny's talking to us. You still have those memories, but unfortunately, it, it, uh, he never made his 14th birthday, you know, and it's, it's just a, such a cruel way to, uh, to leave a sentence unanswered, you know. We, we just don't have, don't have an end to it. And uh, that's what we're working so hard to do, is, is uh, put these people away and, and find Danny's remains and, and lay the poor bugger to rest. Police! Stay there, Brett. Stay there, mate. Stay where you are. Police. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. Police. Stay where you are. Brett Cowan, Steve Blanchard, Detective Senior Sergeant from the Homicide Unit in Brisbane, and you know Ross Hutton. Is that correct? From Sunshine Coast CLB. Oh, I don't know him. You don't know him? No. OK. Brett, we're here to... Uh, we're investigating the abduction and murder of Daniel Morecambe. On August 13, 2011, almost eight years after Daniel vanished, the Morecambe family finally got some form of closure when Brett Peter Cohen was arrested and charged with the young boy's murder. A week later, some of Daniel's remains and a pair of shoes and other items were recovered in bushland. On March 13, 2014, the Supreme Court found Cohen guilty. The following day, he was sentenced to life in jail with a non-parole period of 20 years. On behalf of our entire family, we would like to thank everybody for assisting us in the search for Daniel and for ne never forgetting Daniel. All the media, all the SES, all the police, all the public, the whole community. Thanks very much to everyone. And Daniel's legacy will continue with the Daniel Morton Foundation, keeping kids safe. It was the final chapter in this tragic story. And while the Morecams never saw their son and brother again, they got an ending. They were able to bury Daniel, hold a service for him, say goodbye and mourn his loss. Bruce Morecambe says it's so very important for a family to have closure. Families need to know where their missing loved one is, 
before they can even try to move on. For the families of the 2,600 long-term missing people in Australia, the nightmare of not knowing continues. It's like a wound that never heals, and it hurts so much. This past Christmas, the National Missing Persons Coordination Centre released a video on their Facebook page that pays homage to missing people. The video featured music, some images and a poem written by a team member. The words are powerful, emotional and heartbreaking. You need to hear this, so please listen. To all the missing, young and old, with stories that remain untold, from the day you left that place, we have never closed your case. We searched for you through street and wood. Your loved ones told us all they could. Mother's eyes fill with tears. Fathers fight unspoken fears. They dream one day they'll see your face and hold you in a warm embrace. The search is hard and like no other. Things not wished upon another. Tips and leads ignite our hope and also help your family cope. If you wish to stay away, just let us know that you're okay. All the lost we seek to find and bring joy to those left behind. I'm Eddie Karoudis. Thanks for listening to The Missing. The Missing is a creation of Many Karoudis, produced by Many Karoudis and Martin Weaver. The Missing is endorsed by the Daniel Morgan Foundation and supported by the National Missing Persons Coordination Centre. Don't forget to listen and subscribe to The Missing on Spotify, Apple, Acast and the Google podcasting apps. If you have any information about a missing person, please call Crime Stoppers on 1-800-333-000. Please visit our webpage at themissingpodcast.com and also don't forget to check out The Missing Facebook page. Hi, I'm Tracy Price, your Lord Mayor candidate. As your Lord Mayor, I will focus on ways to reduce the cost of living, provide more affordable housing and improve our public transport system. I will be standing up for the suburbs. We can make a difference. Send the LNP Council a message and let's get it right for Brisbane. Tracy Price is right for Brisbane. Vote one Tracy Price for Lord Mayor. Authorised by Kate Flanders, Level 1, 16 Peel Street, South Brisbane. The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus us on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.